the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Listen, legalism that comes from false teaching, it's always about us. Always about us, not about our precious Savior. It is self-promoting. It is self-exalting because it's all about self-improvement and never about simple trust and obedience to the Lord himself. False teaching puts the focus on us, not on Christ. It exalts us and not Christ, and that's wrong, but we love it. That's the appeal. We love it. We want it to be all about us. So wrong. Welcome to Verse by Verse. Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel is our instructor in these daily Bible studies. In today's class, Steve will be bringing the middle part of a three-part study on the negative effects of false teachers. In our last study, we saw how false teachers hinder believers from obeying God. Today, Steve will show us how they corrupt entire churches with their false doctrines. If you are listening for the first time, we invite you to visit our website, versebyverseradio.org, to learn more about this ministry and to listen again to today's study or any of the many other studies that are available free of charge. To order a CD of all three parts of this message given by Pastor Steve, call us at 727 727- Now, here is Pastor Steve with our class study from Galatians chapter 5. Now, here in Galatians 5, the apostle once again likens the Christian life to running, and he tells the Galatians that they were, notice this, not simply running. Notice what the text says, but running well. And what does he mean by this? How does one run well in the Christian life? Well, Paul explains what he means to run well by the last phrase found in verse 7. He calls it obeying the truth. In other words, right after the Galatians heard the gospel from Paul and placed their trust in Christ for salvation, the gun, as it were, went off. And they began their Christian lives by pursuing obedience to the Lord. That is to say that upon receiving Christ, they immediately shot out of the the blocks and began running hard by obeying the Word of God. Now, I want us to pause here for a few minutes to just consider this most vital of biblical truths. I want you to notice and take to heart that according to Paul, the Christian life is a life of obedience to the Lord and His Word. It is not simply believing certain truths found in the Bible. It is obeying those truths. Christianity is more than than being orthodox and sound in our doctrine. I mean, it is that, but it's more than that. It involves applying the truths of those doctrines to our daily lives by obeying them, by implementing them. Our faith is not merely agreeing intellectually with the truths found in the Bible. It is about implementing those truths daily. It is about connecting the dots 
so that we don't separate what we believe from how we behave and how we think. See, there are many who claim to believe in Christ, but obedience to the Word of God is just, it's a foreign concept. It's a foreign concept to their daily experience. It's almost as if, in fact, in many cases, it may very well be like this, as if it has never dawned on them that Christianity is about practicing and following Christ, what the Bible teaches. So that as someone so aptly put it, Christianity is not simply something we know, it's something we do. It's not merely a belief system or a moral code, it is theology that comes to light. But for some, it has never, never dawned on them that, oh, they're supposed to practice what the Bible says. Now, the question is, is that true of you? As you examine your heart, is your daily conduct so impacted by what Scripture says that it can be said of you that you are running well in the Christian life? We're not talking about perfection, but we are talking about a life characterized by obedience to the Word of God, that when you come to Scripture, it isn't just to gain information, it is to gain information so that you can please God by obeying His revelation. So are you running well? Could that be said of you? Paul was able to say this about the Galatians. He said that they got off to a good start in their relationship with Christ. They understood that Jesus had liberated them from the bondage of pagan idolatry. And they were enjoying, initially, their freedom in Christ by obeying the Word of God out of a desire to simply please and honor Him. They were like Eric Little, the great Scottish runner who in the movie Chariots of Fire is quoted as saying, when I run, I feel His pleasure. Well, the Galatians were running well, and they also were feeling the Lord's pleasure as they were obeying Him from the heart. But then something happened. Something happened. Paul says something happened that hindered their running. Notice once again, verse 7. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Now, Paul is simply raising this question in a rhetorical sense because he knows very well who hindered them. He knows that it was the legalistic Judaizers from Jerusalem. Sometime after Paul had left the believers, of Galatia, these men from Jerusalem visited the area and they started contradicting what Paul had taught the Galatians. They started telling them, no, that's not right. It's not, it's not just believing in Jesus. You have to be circumcised. You have to obey all the Old Testament laws if you really want to be saved. And Paul says that in telling them this error, these Judaizers actually hindered the Galatians from obeying the truth. Now, when Paul says that they were hindered, he is using the imagery, folks, of getting off course in their run. In other words, instead of obeying the Lord out of love and gratitude for his remarkable, amazing grace and salvation, they were now focusing their thoughts on such things as circumcision and observing the Jewish feasts and calendar days and eating only kosher foods and all the other laws that they thought they needed to be saved. This is pure legalism. And Paul tells the Galatians that the Judaizers are guilty of throwing you off course and putting an obstacle in your path so that you are no longer running well. He's saying that the Judaizers have put an obstacle, some some obstruction in their running lane so that they may still indeed be moving, maybe even calling it running, but you're 
running in the wrong lane. Running in the wrong lane. You're not obeying the Lord. In fact, you're, you're going in the opposite direction now. Now, folks, all of us need to understand that false teachers and their false teaching do have a negative effect on us as believers. If you pay attention to them, they will definitely hinder you from obeying God's word. And here's why. Because, and note this, false teachers appeal to our fleshly desires to promote ourselves by telling us that there is something we can do, something we can improve on in our lives to make us appealing to God, to make us right with God. And when we listen to that kind of stuff, then we inevitably reject just the simplicity of the message of grace and faith in Christ, and it adversely affects our relationship with Jesus. Listen once again very closely. False teachers are never satisfied with Jesus Christ. Never. They are always telling you that you have to do something more to gain God's favor, whether it be baptism or good deeds or religious rituals, whatever it might be. And when you pay attention to that kind of teaching, then you are thrown off course from the precious simplicity of just loving Jesus, worshiping him and obeying him. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. If you just go back one book, 2 Corinthians 11, notice what Paul said. Now, these folks were also impacted by false teachers, probably a different brand of false teachers, but false teachers nonetheless. He says in chapter 11, verse 3, but I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds, notice this, will be led astray meaning led astray by these false teachers from what? The simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. That's what it's all about. The Christian life is not really complicated. It is certainly not a legalistic complicated system. It's not complicated at all. It boils down to devotion, simple devotion to Jesus Christ. Not a church, not a system, not a set of doctrines, as important as doctrine is. It comes down to devotion to Christ, worshiping him, adoring him, praising him, obeying him. Listen, it's about Jesus, not about doing something to improve ourselves and promote ourselves. In Colossians chapter 2, once again, Paul says something similar. Colossians chapter 2, notice verses 16 and 17. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink, or in respect to a festival, or a new moon, or a Sabbath day. Things which are, notice this, a mere shadow of what is to come. All they are shadows, but the substance belongs to Christ. What Paul is saying is don't get caught up in the shadows of the shallowness of religious rituals and miss having a vital relationship with Christ. That's what I told you a few weeks ago. That's like a man being so thrilled because he has a photograph of his wife, but he's not particularly thrilled with his wife. That's just silly. It's nonsense. Who would do that? We do that. That's what Paul is writing about. That's really, frankly, what the whole book of Hebrews is about. Don't get caught up in the pictures. You've got the reality is here. It's Christ himself. Listen, legalism that comes from false teaching, it's always about us. Always about us. Not about our precious Savior. It is self-promoting 
it is self-exalting because it's all about self-improvement and never about simple trust and obedience to the Lord himself. False teaching puts the focus on us, not on Christ. It exalts us and not Christ, and that's wrong, but we love it. That's the appeal. We love it. We want it to be all about us. So wrong, it always causes us to turn our eyes upon us, and in doing so, we turn our eyes away from Jesus. So beware of false teachers. Don't listen to them, because if you do, you will be hindered, and you will be diverted from running well in the Christian life. Now, having brought up this first negative effect that the Judaizers were having on the Galatians, in that they were hindering them from obeying the truth, Paul moves on in verse 8 to explain why this was the case. He reveals the source, the origin of the Judaizers and their message. Where did it come from? Verse 8, this persuasion, he means this teaching, did not come from him who calls you. Paul wants the Galatians to understand that this teaching from the Judaizers, this attempt to persuade them to move away from simple faith in Christ for this elaborate, legalistic system of salvation by works that did not come, he means not from him, but from God. It did not come from God, the one who called them to salvation. Yes, he was the human instrument that called them, but that's not what he's talking about now. He's talking about the divine call. Did not come from God who called you to salvation. In other words, Paul wants them to know that the Judaizers' teaching was not from God because God calls sinners on the basis of grace and never merit. You look back at chapter 1, verse 6. Paul said this right from the very beginning of his letter. He said, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel. That's the way God calls, by the grace of Christ. Listen, any legalistic system that tells people that in addition to faith in Jesus, they have to do something to be saved is simply not of God. It doesn't matter what religious flavor or brand the teaching comes in, whether it be liberal Protestantism, Roman Catholicism, Messianic Judaism, or some other religious name or philosophy. It isn't from God, because God calls people only on the basis of grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Any addition to faith in Christ for salvation means that this attempt to persuade you with this teaching is not from God. Therefore, that leaves only one alternative. If it's not from God, then any teaching which tells people that they have to do something to earn their salvation must be from Satan. That's precisely what the Bible teaches. Satan is the origin, originator, the source of all false teaching. All false religion comes from him. In John 8, 44, Jesus referred to the devil as not someone who simply lies once in a while. He called him a liar. He's a liar through and through is what it means. And the father of lies, which means that he's the author of lying. That's where lying came from, from Satan. So he's the author of all false religion. Concerning the false teachers who were affecting the Corinthians, Paul told the Corinthians that behind these false teachers who actually claimed to be apostles was Satan himself. They were his emissaries, his ambassadors. Look at 2 Corinthians, again, chapter 11, verses 13 through 15. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. They are deceiving you into thinking that they are God's apostles. They're not. He goes on to say, 
verse 14, no wonder. I mean, it makes perfect sense. For even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it's not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. Satan himself, who is a fallen demon, pretends to be such a benevolent figure. And he works through people who look kind at times and very, very benevolent and and very harmless, but they are not. Listen, here's Satan's strategy to throw believers like us off course. He wants to get your focus off of the Lord and onto yourself and your own efforts at improving yourself by being religious and self-righteous. And so he sends his ambassadors, false teachers, to do his, his bidding to try to confuse you by telling you that there is something more that you really can do if you just try hard enough. You can earn your way into heaven. But Satan, remember what Jesus said, he is a liar. He knows very well that no matter how hard we might work, we cannot work our way into heaven. But if he can persuade you to try, then he has succeeded in diverting your attention away from Jesus Christ to being self-focused and having a religion that is all about you. Now, this is precisely what was taking place amongst the Galatians. The legalism that they had been taught to by the Judaizers was causing them to think only about themselves and all that they could do to be good and righteous. Now, let me balance this. It is highly unlikely that everyone in the Galatian churches, and there was more than one because Paul says he's writing this letter to the churches of Galatia. How many? We don't know. But it is highly unlikely that everyone in the Galatian churches had fallen for the error of the Judaizers and was on the verge of abandoning Christ for legalism. Nevertheless, though that be the case, Paul understood just how threatening this situation was to all of the people in the churches of Galatia, even if only a few of them actually were contemplating this error. And so he proceeds to tell them why this situation was so dangerous, and in doing so, he gives us a second negative effect that false teachers have upon believers. Number one, they hinder believers from obeying the truth, but they also, Paul says, two, they corrupt entire churches. Verse 9, he says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. Now, apparently, this saying was a proverb that was well known in Paul's day, and it's a saying taken from the world of bakery concerning the commonly known fact that just a pinch of of yeast in bread causes a whole lump of dough to rise. Now, Paul was applying this bakery truism to the situation facing the Galatians, just as a little bit of leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. So, and here's his point, so a little bit of the Judaizers' error was corrupting the entire church, in this case, entire churches. So what Paul was saying was that the falsehood of the Judaizers was spreading and that their entire church was in danger of being infected by this error. Listen, never underestimate the impact of theological error no matter how small or insignificant it might seem, because just a little bit of error has the power to spread and pollute and affect everything it touches. Entire churches have been destroyed by a single heresy coming from one individual that eventually permeated the whole congregation. 
Hear these significant words by Philip Ryken. Like yeast in a loaf of sourdough bread, heresy has a way of spreading until it works its way through the whole church. Each fundamental doctrine of the Christian faith is related to all the others. To get even one of them wrong, he writes, is to threaten the whole system of doctrine. This connection led Martin Luther to observe that, and I quote, in theology, a tiny error overthrows the whole teaching. Now, what Paul points out here then ought to be a strong encouragement, folks, to each of us to make sure that we don't allow any false doctrine related to the gospel message to gain a foothold in us or in our church. Listen, I know this can sound very narrow and very close-minded, but we have to be as narrow as the Bible is and resist any error that strikes at the heart of the gospel. Otherwise, it'll just spread and affect other doctrines. See, I would assume that Paul brought this little leaven proverb up because apparently some people in the churches of Galatia were probably saying something like this, Paul, what's the big deal? We're just talking here about circumcision. It's a minor, minor surgery. It's no big deal. How bad can that be? But Paul is telling them just a little bit of circumcision for salvation teaching and the entire doctrine of justification by faith is going to be overturned. It is important. So we must be on guard to address any theological error that deviates from the message of the gospel. Otherwise, we will be, as Paul says, completely contaminated. Remember this. Forest fires are started by just a little carelessness that ignites a small flame, so a little error can bring down an entire church. Now, so far, we've seen two negative effects that false teachers have upon believers. Number one, they hinder believers from obeying the truth. Number two, they corrupt entire churches. But Paul moves on now in verse 10, and he gives us a third negative effect that false teachers have upon believers. He tells the Galatians that false teachers, number three, confuse believers. Verse 10, I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will adopt no other view, but the one who is disturbing you will bear his judgment, whoever he is. Having just told the Galatians that the nature of false teaching is that it corrupts and it spreads, Paul now gives them a word of encouragement. What a sweet thing from the Apostle Paul. In the midst of this hard language, he gives them some encouragement by telling them that he is optimistically confident that they will adopt no other view of salvation than the one that he taught them about grace and faith in Christ alone. In other words, he wants them to know that he's persuaded that they, as a whole, will not follow the false teaching of the Judaizers. But notice that Paul's confidence is is not so much in the ability of the Galatians to resist false teaching, but his confidence is in the Lord. He says, I have confidence in you in the Lord to bring you to your senses and return you to the right view of justification by faith. But Paul was equally confident that while the Galatians would be fine, the one who was causing all of this trouble would bear the judgment of God. Yes, false teachers will face the judgment of God. That is a truth that should make every believer in salvation through Jesus Christ alone to be alert to any form of salvation by good works 
however religious it may sound. Lakeside Community Chapel is located at 1893 Sunset Point Road in Clearwater, Florida. That's about halfway between U.S. 19 and the beaches. Pastor Steve would love to meet you sometime if you are looking for a family-oriented place to worship. It is also home to Lakeside Christian School, a K-12 scholastically excellent school where children are given a godly worldview along with a top-notch education. You can call the church for further information at 727-441-1714. Verse by Verse is a listener-supported ministry. We deeply appreciate your prayers and financial support to keep this program on the air. Call us at 727-239-0306 for information on giving to Verse by Verse or to order a CD of all three parts of this study on false teachers. You can also go to our website at versebyverseradio.org to listen again to this study or to contribute to the ministry. That website again is versebyverseradio, all one word, dot O-R-G. And our phone number is 727-239-0306. In our next Verse by Verse class, Pastor Steve will finish up his message on the negative effects of false teachers. Be sure to be here. I'm your announcer, Ken Anderson. Thanks for listening. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.